It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here we go, the final hour of the week. It is the nightcap here on VSIN. Sean King, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, former Tulane Green Wave. Great. Roll wave, baby. Big one coming up. We're going to hang out for Boomer that game? Boomer We're going to hang out for that game? 9 a.m.? Look at that. Hesitation. He doesn't want to hang out. I don't like negative energy, so as long as you're going to root for Tulane, fine. Get me the gear. I have said on this show, people have brought it up. Hey, what do you think about taking the points? You've been the one kind of having that, I'll be putting honest, that negative energy out into the ether. I'll be honest. I very rarely ever wager on my alma mater. Or should you? Yeah. Like I can't really ever do it because mine was played. Because when I watched when I watched Tulane, like my whole like mindset is big picture. Sure. Like so, I don't want to get caught up in like okay, they got a young offensive line. What I saw some great things in the gap run scheme that I like. They're gonna help the program get to the next level, and then I'm kind of like upset on the other hand because they were six point favorites and one by four. You know, so <laughs> because I'm looking at the game for a different reason, I, I very rarely like. You know, delve into that when it comes to my alma mater. That is always a tough thing when you bet on a team that you love and they're, you know, laying like Notre Dame. Right. One, right. They're laying seven against Florida State. If they win by three, am I going to be bummed out because they won? Mackenzie Milton. As long as he's on the field. He hasn't been named the starter yet. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I mean, for him, I hope that he starts. Yeah. For college football, I hope that Mackenzie Milton starts. Not for your Notre Dame ties. We'll see. Yeah. You got you to block the people in front of him. That's okay. He's not a magic man. 
Notre Dame got some new faces on the O-line as well. Not on the D-line. Not on that D-line. The good thing about all of this is we will see shortly. That's what's so amazing that about – That is the beauty. It's you, right around the corner. Isn't that great about sports yeah. is that, you know, unlike other things in the world, which thankfully we don't talk about on this network, which mm-hmm. is great, we go back and forth if we have a disagreement. Well, guess what? The result will happen. Absolutely. In, and someone will be right and someone will be wrong. Yes. Now, you could – now, everyone has ways around uh, if they were wrong. Like, ah, there was a fumble and uh, this play call and now uh, this happened, that. But someone's right, someone's wrong. So that's the beauty of sports. Yeah, and it's always about refining your process anyway. Like, how did you come to the conclusion to begin with? Mm-hmm. If it's a right conclusion, okay, the things that I feel like were positives, let me continue to do them. If it's the wrong conclusion, then the things that were negative, you know, let me eliminate them. I'm sorry. I, I just started laughing because I looked up, I looked up at the Cubs and White Sox score, and I thought it was a football game. It is, it is, it is seventeen to ten <laughs> in the eighth inning. The White oh, Sox man. just hit a field goal. I'm convinced that there's a fan behind home plate when these two teams play, and I it's mean, blowing out. Are you kidding me? Because when they played at Wrigley, to 10. a couple weeks ago, this, it was the same thing. <laughs> the total in this game was nine. It is seventeen to ten. Yeah, I'm pretty Sean. sure they were over nine in the second inning. It yeah, it was, it was six to one after the first. Yeah. The White Sox then scored eight runs in the third, four runs in the fifth. We've had a run in the seventh by each team, and three runs by each team here in the eighth. Seventeen to ten. Underhand pitching going on. Seriously, this is a slow pitch men's league Comer- softball game. Comerica is, is the name of the... the, the... No, this uh, what One Cellular? One Cellular. Comerica's Detroit. Yeah, okay, Comerica's yeah. in Detroit. Uh, a couple games going on as we speak. San Diego uh, trying to get that uh, terrible taste out of their mouth. They've lost 12 of 14. Wow. Not ideal. Wow. Uh, and the Reds won tonight. Uh, but they are up 5 to nothing. Joe Musgrove on the hill. Nice to see Joe Musgrove... Uh, kind of get back to what he was beginning of the year. He was tremendous. Obviously, he had the no-hitter. Uh, but tonight, seven and a third scoreless, eight strikeouts so far for Joe Musgrove against the Angels. The Yankees going for, what, 13 in a row? We we didn't. Wow. <laughs> like, we, I don't Why? Know. What's wrong with us? G- Garrett Cole, nine strikeouts, six scoreless so far. Come on. They lit up Sean Mania, uh Stanton Homer, Voight Homer, Judge Homer. Rockies are back up, too, 3-2. Look at that. You Looked did. at it, Sean. Didn't do it. Yeah, 3-2 Rockies, top six there at Chavez Ravine. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Our good friend Jared Smith going to join us right now. It is a nightcap here on VEASAN. Make sure to download the iHeartRadio app. It's free. It's a great price. I love free things. If it's free, give me three. There it is. I don't know if you can get three of those apps. You could download it three times. Do it. Why not? All of VEASAN's content, or audio, I should say, free there. Free on the VEASAN app. And if you want to see Sean's beautiful face sitting here. Gorgeous. There's, there's a little bit of a fee, but with, all, with every price you know, comes a lot of positive things. So head over to VEASAN.com backslash subscribe. You're a married man. How many years? Eleven. Eleven years, eight years for me. How many? You, you, you know, you spent most of your Sundays on a sideline mm-hmm. for for many years. But I sat on couches and still do. And there's a lot of commercials out there. 
about getting rings, right? Right. He went to Jared. Oh, he went to Jared. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. Every Friday night, we go to Jared. Live in New York City, Jared Smith with a with a brand spanking new gig. Picks wise, he's giving out free picks. No no selling stuff here. Free picks. So uh, props to you, my man. Very excited for the new venture for you. Uh, very uh, very much deserved for you. And uh, don't become too big and famous. Uh, remember where it all started here on the Nightcap. <laughs> Tim, Sean, uh, good evening. I appreciate that. Very excited. Pixwise.com, you're right. A ton of free content. Uh, We're going to be starting, obviously, the video side of it. That was a big reason why uh, they brought me on. But a lot of, we even, we had our first footy article that got posted today. I know you're very excited about that. Maybe we'll save some time for a little footy at the end of the show. I know Sean's licking his chops there. We got some Premier League action tomorrow morning. (laughs) I'm going to be watching some action. It won't be the Premier League. (laughs) (laughs) Sean does pull for his pockets. I don't know. We'll have to figure out a way. I mean, I am pretty skeptical of, uh, of the footy, but, you know. If, 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 I mean, I mean, Jared, Jared we follow follow each other on Twitter. So if you ever have like, you know, something that you love, man, always just slide into my DMs, big dog. I I just, I just, I like it. Half the time. I don't just don't know what the hell Jared's tweeting about. I'm like, I I don't know what that is. (laughs) What is that? We had some fun with Denmark though. We did. Oh yeah. Great Danish moments during the Euro. The Euro was not great for me, but we did have some moments with the, the Danes that were, uh, very exciting. Never forget an early Danish in the morning. Never go wrong. Mm. Uh, never go wrong with that. Um, Jared, I, before we get into the NFL, you're there in, in, in New York City. You are a Yankee fan, I believe. Uh, this run yes. right now, and, and Sean brought it up just kind of off the cuff because they're up 5 nothing right now on the A's. They're rolling uh, on their way to their 13th straight. You know, is it? I, I always get too worried because we talked about it a bunch this week about the Orioles losing streak, right? We were like, is it too late to jump on the Orioles losing streak? Is it too late to jump on this winning streak? Or from what you see with this Yankees team, are they just hitting it right now? You know, it's tough because with the Orioles losing streak, I feel a lot better fading the run lines because of just how bad their pitching staff is. Whereas the Yankees have played a lot of close games. So you can't really back the run lines there. It, to me, I, I would be willing to bet that of their games that they won, probably a lot of them were by one run, and you would have lost those run lines. So I'd be a little more cautious. And obviously the money lines are astronomical most nights with these teams, so you really have to stay away and uh, you know kind of pick your spots. But I do think the run itself, you know, it does have staying power into the postseason. And I think the reason is the two guys that they got, Gallo and Rizzo. I mean, to me, that has changed this lineup completely adding that left-handed power. I might be wrong because of the game tonight, but I think they're 23 and four since they got those two somewhere in that range. Um, It's been unbelievable over the last month since the trade deadline for this team. And it reminds me a lot of 96 when they got uh, strawberry and Cecil Fielder. You know, those were two guys that came from very different parts of, of the baseball world coming to New York, which was a very young team at the time. Um, you know, not, you know, quite at the point where they went winning all those World Series yet. And they transformed that lineup, you know, added some depth, some veteran presence. And it, it reminds me a lot of that now. And I'd be curious to see how this carries over into the postseason. I'm going to continue to ride the wave, but I don't trust it long term. Like the two lane green wave. Just because, like, I feel like the pitching staff is overachieving from a starting standpoint. For instance, Nestor Cortez, who's pitching tomorrow, has been pitching good. But, uh, Where's the track record for when we get into the playoffs? And, you know, Jared, I want your opinion on this. How terrified are you every time 
Chapman comes in the game to try and close out a game. And what is going on with that? Do they not have any other options? Like, please, please give me some information on this. So the Zach Britton injury makes it very tough, you know, just to because it, it thins out that bullpen a lot. I'll be honest. I'd like to see Luis Severino come back and, and pitch in the bullpen this year. Um, I, I think that would be a big, a big boost for the Yankees because he has and, and I felt the same way about Jabba Chamberlain when he was making his way up through the minors. You know, they wanted him to be a starter. Then they made him a reliever. Then they made him a starter. They couldn't make up their mind what to do with him. And eventually, I, I would say that was one of the reasons that his career was, you know, really short, a lot shorter than it probably should have been. I, I think Severino coming back, I think it makes sense to bring him into the bullpen. He's got an electric arm. And usually guys with 95-plus starting or 97, 98-plus when they're out of the bullpen because it's for a much shorter time period. So I think that might be a boost. He, I did hear that he was throwing, you know, you know, rehabbing. I think he's still a few weeks away, but maybe if he comes back for the playoffs, that could be a boost. Besides that, they're going to have to have guys like Chad Green come up and, you know, pitch above, you know, what they've maybe done this year. That's a guy that I've really liked in some big spots for them this year. Uh, but overall, this is this is a team that if Garrett Cole and the offense is as pitching and, and hitting as well as they are now, they're going to be a dangerous team in, in October just because one-on-one, there's not a lot of pitchers that are better for him. So if you can get game one in a five-game series, you know, you can do some maneuvering there. But again, the Yankees have had some issues uh, in the playoffs of late. We'll see if they can get over the hump this year. I do want to get to some football here, but I- I'm just curious because uh, we've talked quite a bit about the Brewers. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, the value is starting to go away. But still, if you look at DraftKings right now, Brewers 8-1 to one to win the World Series. Dodgers... No surprise here. The favorites at three to one, but remember they're going to be the wild card more likely than not. Mm-hmm. And then you got the Astros, the White Sox, the Yankees. You know, and your Rays sitting there at ten to one. So Jared, just I'm just using DraftKings. Obviously, odds can vary all over the place. You've got the Giants at eleven to one. They're going to be the top dog coming out of the NL. The the Brewers intrigue me because of starting pitching and back end of the rotation. Williams and Hater to close out games top end of that rotation led by Burns and Woodruff. Um, if I, if you look at the odds board now and you, ha- you know, you had a hundred bucks to, to fire away. Is there anyone that intrigues you in the futures market? I already have the brewers. Um, that that's it. So I, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't think we've ever discussed it. I well, we've discussed it before because I, you know, you do the spots in Milwaukee. So I think we've talked about some of the, you know, Wisconsin teams before, but the Brewers, to me, are that team. Um, and now, offensively, they're 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 challenged. Yep. Um, they need Christian Yelich to to be an MVP, like he was a couple years ago. But he's looked okay recently. And I think what I like about the Brewers that some of the other teams in the National League don't have. Again, it's the top end of the rotation that's been there. LA has it. You're right. But you're also right that LA's got to be in the wild card game. So right now, the only team that I know is not going to be in the wild card game is the Milwaukee Brewers. Yep, uh, they're going to win that division running away. So you already get a little bit of a boost because you avoid that one game scenario, and you're still getting a number that, in my eyes, is relatively favorable. The other team that I like for the exact same reason is the White Sox. They're going to win the Central going away. How about the, the all Bratwurst, the all beer and Bratwurst World Series, White Sox Brewers? Uh, that would certainly be something. And Chicago has a similar vibe at the top of that rotation Rodon Giolito they've got guys who can really throw at the back end as well I think what Chicago has that Milwaukee doesn't is arguably the best offense in the league Uh, and I've been very impressed uh, with Robert um, and Jimenez returning not missing a beat right back into the mix Luis Robert's been unbelievable 
uh, and they've got a very dangerous lineup. So I, I think those teams in the Central, because they're guaranteed a spot in the DS, eliminates the one-game scenario. I think both of those teams have some value in the futures market. And the Brewers avo- only have to face, at maximum right now it seems, one team from the NL West, which I think is is a huge uh, bonus for them. We're talking to Jared Smith uh, now with Picks Wise. Uh, great stuff there, great content coming out. And uh, I want to switch it to football because I, I heard an interesting uh, note, and I tweeted about it earlier today just because of where I'm from in, in the D.C. area. <laughs> I heard John Murray from the Westgate Superbook say, there is, at the Westgate Superbook, there is no team that has been bet more to win their conference, ticket-wise, than the Washington football team. And that is music to this guy's ears because I got under eight and a half wins. I think this is <laughs> this is a team, and Jared knows me well enough. This is this is, I mean, they have taken a stance, the Westgate Superbook has, and saying, okay, show me. And that's what they're doing. But both opinions could very well both be true. True. That is true. Eight and nine probably wins the NFC East. And 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 Jared, I, I'm curious your thoughts on the NFC East. You know, we, we've talked about Washington quite a bit. Um Hot know, garbage. They they have a good defensive line. Ryan Fitzpatrick, everyone's kind of losing their mind over this. I just look at the quarterbacks that they're facing. Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Matt Ryan, Jameis Winston, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, Dak Prescott likely twice. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a tough road, man. That's a tough, tough road. And for them to get to nine wins, good luck. Good luck against that gauntlet when, you know, you're you're not that great offensively, maybe a little bit better. So looking at the NFC East, Jared, I haven't made this play yet, but I think the top three teams are are kind of in the same pool. And I could get the Giants at the South Point at plus four seventy five. I'm not ultra confident in it, but at almost five to one, I feel like this is a pick 'em type of division. So that's where my head's at. Last year, the strategy that made you money betting the NFC East was just to bet the last place team in the futures market every week, yeah. like one unit every week, and and you just kind of stack up all of these bets at three, four, five to one. And eventually, you get you know multiple teams at you know odds of higher than four to one, and it doesn't matter who wins. You're gonna you're gonna win money. Um, this year, I think it's a little more difficult because of Dak Prescott could go in either direction. I, I mean, I could see Dak Prescott coming back and thriving, or I could see Dak Prescott really struggling health-wise. And I think one of those two variants is going to kind of determine, um, you know, who's the the favorite, you know, to 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 win this division basically throughout the season. If Dak Prescott is in and he's healthy and he's playing well, the Cowboys are going to be the favorite to win this division most of the year, and it's going to take some kind of a run. Um, and granted, you know, they put the schedule right up on the screen right now. The first part of that schedule is not easy. They could very easily start 0-2. And you might get Dallas at 2 or 3-1 to in week 3 before they probably beat the cover off the Eagles at home. Um, so <laughs> I, I think that might be your strategy is, you know, take the Giants 4-1. to You hope the Cowboys start out slow, but Dak is getting his druthers back. And then you bet the Cowboys at maybe 3 or 4-1 to in week 3 after they start 0-2. And then you've got Dallas and New York. In your back pocket at four, five to one, feeling pretty good about yourself the rest of the year. And I'll be honest, I'm not necessarily ten toes down on Washington being great on defense. I feel like they built this reputation they in got- a year where they played the worst group of quarterbacks known to man. Carson Wentz, a- yes, Andy Dalton, yes, Joe Burrow, who got hurt in that game, the Nooch, the Nooch, Big Ben. 
<laughs> Nick Mullins, Jalen Hurts slash Nate Sudfeld. Yeah, I'm, that was their seven wins last year. Like, I want them to prove it now. And they and, and people forget, you know, Jared. To Sean, to your point, it's Tom Brady. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. But they he carved them up. The only reason they were yeah. in that game was Taylor Heineke. Yeah, and that it, was the only reason they because he had an out of body experience against the Buccaneers. They had like four. Tom Brady threw like four fifty in that game. Yeah, and Chris Godwin was playing with two left hands. <laughs> yeah, he had like three big drops. Right. <laughs> so I, there's I, a I, lot of there's a lot of upside in this division if there's a team that gets hot offensively because I, I don't think there is a team that's really good. I don't think there's a really good polished offensive team in this division right now. And that's because of the uncertainty with Dak. So if that's why I think Dallas has a chance to really take control, if they can win one of those games early against LA or Tampa, you know, you would think LA, you'd have the better shot. And they're one and one heading into that Eagles game. I, I'll be honest. I think the odds might be lower than they are. Now you go from plus plus one fifty, whatever it is now, it might be even money if they get one of those early games. And if the other team starts slow, so if, if if Dak is healthy, this might be the best number you get for Dallas this year. Because, again, as you said, there's not a lot else in that division that's really competing. And, Jared, I, I hope this doesn't happen. I'm not going to be shocked if Dallas beats Tampa on Thursday night. Ooh. People I forget, wouldn't be shocked at it, that either. It took Tampa a whole half a season last year to really hit their stride and yeah. get going. Like, And based on what I've seen in the preseason, which is absolutely nothing from them, I wouldn't be surprised if they started slow this year. A lot of pomp and circumstance and around that game. Energy's going to be great, but I'm not going to be shocked if Dallas beats Tampa on Thursday night. It won't diminish the fact that I feel like Tampa has a great chance to repeat as Super Bowl champions. That game means more to Dallas than it does to Tampa. Thanks. I mean, in terms of the, you know, and and, and Tampa's going to, I mean, they're going to deal with that all year, and that's something, now I guess maybe they kind of dealt with it last year because when you sign Tom Brady, the target's on your back right away, regardless if you were, you know, bad the previous year. So they're going to, you know, they're used to having that target on their back, but now they're, now they are the Super Bowl champs and they are the exact, I mean, literally the exact same roster, all 22 starters, I think are back. So it's going to be very interesting to see how they start because that was the knock last year, mid season, people were jumping off that bandwagon. Uh, and, and there were not a lot of believers uh, in Tampa Bay. And, and I, I tried to stick with them as long as I could, but there were some spots that New Orleans game on Sunday night where they got blasted by like 40 points. I mean, that was like mid-season, and, and they were really getting, uh, you know, beaten down by a team in New Orleans that, you know, had some of their own issues. So uh, I think Tampa's going to be up against it early because of, again, you know, the, the the type of quality of talent they're facing is one thing, but the the motivation is certainly another. There he is, Jared Smith. Follow him on Twitter at Jared Lee Smith, and check out the new venture at Pixwise. So follow him on Twitter for all of that. Hey, congrats again, man! Fired up for you, and uh, always a pleasure. We'll do it next week. Thank you, gentlemen. See you soon. There he is, Jared Smith. It has gone final in Chicago. The Bears have won 17-13, Sean. (laughs) White Sox and Cubs. What a wild moment. We'll discuss that on the other side as the nightcap here on VC. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode of the Ron Flatter Racing Pod comes from the National Horse Players Championship here in Las Vegas. Former NHC winners Thomas Goldsmith and Judy Wagner and thoroughbred owner and horse player John Lindo talk about the tournament. Saratoga Live's Maggie Wolfendale. Morley previews tomorrow's Tra- Travers Stakes. VEASAN's own. Vinny Maiulo handicaps weekend races at Saratoga and Del Mar. Subscribe at iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify, or Stitcher. Download it. Beeson.com slash podcast. The Ron Flatter Racing Spot pod is sponsored by First Bet. Ron's your guy. Yeah, shout out to my guy, Ron. He's in town. He's around here gallivanting somewhere around the city. Arguing about who's going to win the Travers tomorrow. You love betting the ponies. Oh, I love horses. We need to get, uh, when's the next, the uh, Breeders is in the fall, right? Yeah, it's in Delmar, I think. We'll have, have to get a nice little preview from you, Sean, because uh, you've been on, you've been a guest on the Ron Flatter Racing I Park, have. You? A large part of the reason that I'm here is because of Ron. Appreciate him. I thought I was a large part of the reason you were here. Absolutely you were, but <laughs> Ron was the guy that introduced me to the guy that invited me 
to come and politic <laughs> with you for a little bit. Um, it has gone final. By the way, Essential Quality will win the uh, Travers tomorrow for anybody. That... Essential Quality? Yep, that's the name of the horse. That's going nice. to win the Travers. You got a little, got a little skin nah, in the game? Nah, he's not going to be. It's going to be a short price. Yeah. He was in a couple of the uh, Triple Crown races, right? Yep. He won the uh, Belmont. That's right. Uh, it has gone final. Cubs scored three more runs in the top of the ninth. <laughs> 17 to 13, Sean. The final score at whatever it's called now, one cellular field. I just want to call it Kaminsky. 17 to 13, the final in Chicago tonight between the Cubs and the White Sox. Craig Kimbrell actually was in there in the ninth and gave up a pair of home runs. I mean, the ball was flying. We had one, two, three, four, six home runs in this game. I actually like when Kimbrel gets, 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 gets. I, I like when people hit him. Like it's one thing to be confident, but he's pretty cocky. Why? Because he's got the arm thing. Yeah, he's pretty cocky. <laughs> I, I like when he get roughed up every now and then, bring him back to earth. <laughs> and that's his former team, so you know they, they. I'm sure they took a lot of joy. I gotta. I, the the roller coaster of in game betting on this one. Had to have been something. Because mm-hmm. the Cubs scored six runs in the first inning. I mean, Dallas Keuchel pitched an inning. That's it. He made it out of that first inning, gave up six runs, five of those earned. And then you would never think it, Sean, when you look at this score, but there was a pitcher who came in tonight and threw five hitless innings. Reynaldo Lopez came out of the bullpen for the White Sox. In what, the second inning? In the second inning, <laughs> five, he threw five perfect innings, 59 pitches, seven strikeouts, and Here's, then they went to the bullpen, and they gave up seven more runs. Why even start Dallas? Like, he's awful. <laughs> well, maybe Reynaldo Lopez is making his uh, pitch to be part of that rotation. Like I think every time Dallas pitches, you should just take the over. Well, it would have worked tonight. Yeah. You would have sat back. You hit the over. If you bet the over in this game, you hit it in the bottom of the third. Yasmani Grandal hit a three-run homer to tie the game at six in the third. And then they scored three more runs in that inning. It was a, it was a nine-run third inning by the White Sox. Unbelievable. <laughs> Seven, oh, sorry, eight runs. I beg your pardon. They scored a run in the bottom of the first. But, yes, that game has gone final. 17 to 13. The Yankees, uh, things getting a little interesting. Five to two now. They're in the top of the eighth inning. Garrett Cole uh, exited after six innings of work tonight, Sean. Six hits, two walks, nine strikeouts, lowered his ERA to 2.8. The bullpen came in. That was kind of what did they do? They gave up some runs. And, and we haven't seen Chapman. Well, we haven't got to the ninth yet. That's what I'm saying. That game's never over. No. If he comes in the game, it could be a six run lead. It might be in jeopardy. And, uh, the team that that you have, I wouldn't say you have no faith in them, but you have you're a man of ye little faith of the Dodgers. You yeah. just think they play a little too I, close. I, I, I like the Dodgers. I think they're the most talented team in baseball. I just say you can't bet the Dodgers. No, yeah, that price is yeah. and they don't win. They never win by two runs or more. Like this is they're the most frustrating I told team you, in baseball. I was staring at. The, the plus one and the, a half. The plus one and a half yeah. and plus money for the Rockies. Should be looking good. And it's three to two. Colorado leading that one bottom of the seven. So got a couple baseball games still on the board. It is the nightcap here on Visa. We got college football tomorrow. Got a little 
AL playoff race. And also stick around. Final segment. We're going to have a little fun with Sean. We've got a game for you. The Nightcap here on VC. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is a nightcap here on VSIN, and folks, now is the time preseason in week three to huddle up with the vcin pro football betting guide it's only 19.99 and available right now our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings plus best bets on season win totals division finishes and player awards sign up for vcin all access and get everything we offer for the entire football season sign up now head over to vcin.com backslash subscribe it is the nightcap here on VEASAN, and, you know, you and I were just shooting the breeze about uh, coaches right now. If you, if Sean King, mm-hmm. five-star, coming out of Florida, what coach right now would you gravitate towards? 
Got Ryan Day. I don't got think Lincoln it'd be a Riley. coach. It'd be somewhere where I could play for three years. Okay. Uh, potentially four, just depending on if I was ready to go to NFL after yeah. that third year. I just think, from a legacy standpoint, you need to play. Like you can't be the all-time lead and leader in wins, or the all-time leader in passing yards, or the all-time leader in passing touchdowns if you only play one year. And so there are a lot of programs, no matter how talented, how good you are, they got a first-round draft pick playing in front of you and a potential first-round draft pick after him. And so you go to those places, you're probably going to sit. I would go somewhere that had won before, but not necessarily is one of those shoe-ins to win and try and elevate that program and take them to a, ch- a title. Yeah, and, you know, you look at it, uh, a place like Ohio State, you know, C.J. Stroud wins the job. He's a, he's a redshirt freshman. Um, his backup is a redshirt freshman. Third string is a true freshman. And the kid Quinn Ewers from Texas is a the mega five-star. He's on campus already. I mean, it's – if you're – you're Ryan Day. Yeah, you just keep bringing it in, right? You just, right, absolutely. Yeah. So it's it's interesting because I always I always hear the discussion from talking heads like, "Oh, this player quit." You know, I'm like, if you're a quarterback, it's not wide receiver. You know, Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle mm-hmm. were both first round picks. Right. They played at the same time. They can both contribute, right? Mm-hmm. Um, can't really have two quarterbacks out there. So it, it, if you're a five star quarterback, it's such a I don't know. It's such an interesting decision because, and a lot of them, you know, the kid Quinn Ewers out of Texas, five-star recruit, um, goes to Ohio State, and you got three five stars in front of you. And to elaborate just a little bit, elaborate just yeah. a little bit. I'm talking. T. Martin can go to Knoxville, Tennessee, for the rest of his life. Yeah, and he's a king. And that's a he big, did something Peyton never and did. That's a big program, but he won a national title. Oh, Vince yeah. Young still is gold oh, yeah. in Austin. And so that's what I'm talking about. I'd be looking for that kind of program. I'm not saying go to a program that doesn't have the resources for me to develop and turn into the player, you know, that, that I really want to be. But I don't want to go and be the next guy in line in Alabama. I would rather go to Ole Miss or Tennessee or somewhere. I don't want to go to Oklahoma, be the next guy in line. I'd rather go to Texas A&M or Texas or somewhere like that and win a championship and be viewed in that upper echelon alone than just being a part of a lineage. And not that this has a ton to do with gambling, but I think, you know, down the road, looking at futures bets moving forward, as Nick Saban has stated, as we saw with viewers going to Ohio State, how much does... NIL now play a role in this whole thing. If you're From, if you're if you're Sean King, five star quarterback, and Texas is saying, "Come here, we'll get you seven figures." Well, I just feel like if you're a kid that's getting recruited by Texas, then all the other schools that are recruiting you have those access to those same resources. Yeah, I mean, because basically, what, what all these alums have these huge companies, you know, and. It's a write-off for them anyway, so, you know, it's not like somebody's <laughs> reaching in their back pocket and they hold a credit card. <laughs> you know, and it's an interesting, unique little opportunity to see if top-tier, high-profile college athletes can help broaden your brand, can help increase your revenue. 
you know, even you think, you know, Derek was in here saying that they're yep. trying to come up, yeah. you know, with a, a legal way to do it because it's intriguing mm-hmm. because college football is such a big part of the American fabric. So it makes sense. But, you know, these kids are getting recruited by the top 40 schools. I mean, all you're doing, the guys that the buildings are named after, hey, you know, <laughs> they own 100 companies, you know. Can we give uh, you want, you Tim want... Murray, can we give Tim Murray a $250,000 uh, licensing deal? Hey, okay, cool. Yeah, it's Ooh. it's a uh, it's a new world. Yeah, it is. I just I was born a little too early, <laughs> right? Yeah, probably could have owned some king cake stores or something down in New Orleans, man. <laughs> <laughs> Especially after those first couple of years, Shoot. things were rolling in uh, ni- uh, 1998. You right. start getting going to be come on down to Joe's Chevrolet. You can meet Sean King. I tried to come back to school. <laughs> <laughs> J.R. Smith. No, seriously. Yeah. But, I mean, it's life-changing money, and I'm glad it finally happened because your peers are allowed the same opportunities. Yeah, so and, and I, you know, Sean, I have never been a proponent of salarying players because I, I don't know where do we stop, you know, what is right. good enough. Everyone, you know, everyone always says, oh, you got to pay the players. Okay, we'll name the price. What is that price? Now, I think this is the right way to go because if you're really good and you're a quarterback at Texas, Alabama, whatever – you're going to get paid, man. Look at what happened. Look at what happened with Memphis in basketball. Yeah. They just got two five stars. Penny knows what he's doing. Facts. They just got two five stars. Their arena is called FedEx Forum. They got some money there. And watch this. Penny knew he was getting these two guys months ago. That's why he turned the magic job down. Got, you, Rashid, you, got Rashid Wallace on that yeah. staff. I mean, you get these two guys, you won a national championship. Now you get any NBA job you want instead of being stuck. In a place where since Shaq left, I mean, Penny was there. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, nothing's panned out for the Magic. Memphis and college basketball, I am very interested to see how this year plays out. Me too. With Duran uh, and Amani Bates. Amani Bates was, everyone just said, he's going pro, he's going pro, he's going pro. And then with the NIL opening up, now, you know, for me, if I'm a college, if the one and done still is in existence, and the G League's trying to offer me 250 grand. I could go to anywhere in the country if I'm a top 10 recruit, Sean, and make more than 250 grand and be on ESPN 30 times. Facts. So I think the G League just got a little little kick to the fellas uh, huh? with the uh, with the NIL happening. Dude. Memphis is gonna be a fun team to watch. Never know where we're gonna go on a Friday. The final segment I'm excited about. Hopefully it works out. I've got some. Uh, I've got some gambling selections Uh for Mr. King here. I don't know if he's ready for it. It's the nightcap here on Visa. Indeed helps you hire great people fast. Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. That's according to Talent Nest. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Wrapping things up on a fun week. Good week. Profitable week probably for you. Facts. Yep. Uh, we got a couple plays. All right. Have you made any plays for tomorrow? Yes. I have Illinois on the money line. Yep. And Fresno, first half. All right. I am. Uh, I have Illinois. Don't love it. I have Fresno State, same play. And I also went under UCLA 
and uh, Hawaii, 68 and a half. So nothing crazy week zero. We're just tipping, just tipping the toe in there. But my favorite of the bunch would probably be Fresno first half. Yeah. So like I mentioned earlier, I don't generally ever go by anyone else's information until mm-hmm. I actually watch myself. So I haven't gotten a chance to watch UCLA's right. back half of last year games. So I know Bruce Feldman is high on them. Mm-hmm. I think it was Kenny White that loved the under. Was that who it was? One of our guests loved the under in this game. Oh, uh, Brad Powers. Brad Powers. Yep. Yeah. And I just come and wait and see. Yep. I, I, I've never been a really big fan of Dorian Thompson. You know, I feel like he's always been more potential than actual real production. So I'm hoping that he's closed that gap, and I'm going to like what I see because I think the value's next week against LSU. And we'll see if it's uh, it, you know, it's it's year four for Chip. They come home to roost. Yeah. And uh, we will see. Um, all right. I was thinking of something different because we've this this show is the the third week you mm. and I. Yes. So I think I've gotten to know you a little bit. Okay. Some bets that you like, some teams that you like, some teams that maybe you don't like all that much. So now I'm going to make you choose. Okay. So the NFC East is a division you are. Remind the folks what you're going to do with the NFC. I've already done with the I NFC took, East. I took the under in all four teams. On all four teams. Yep. So you went under Giants, under Washington, under Dallas, under Philadelphia. Sean, for this exercise, you have to make a decision. Okay, I'm capable. You have to pick an over for one of these teams in the NFC East. Who goes over their win total? You are on record of picking under all four teams. You're fading the NFC East. You have decided that one of your four survivor selections will be fading the NFC East. Who of these four goes over their win total in the NFC East? You have to pick one. I'm going to go Giants. Okay. I'm going to go Giants. Giants over seven. That is the first in Sean picks one. Because I don't believe that anyone in that division is likely in most scenarios to be above 500. So going, taking the Giants allows that to be true. Yeah. Because the total seven. So they can still be eight and nine, which probably wins the NFC East, by the way. It, might, it very well might win the NFC East. Uh, I would agree. I like the Giants. Yeah. I. I think at plus 475 over at the South Point, I actually think that it's worth a play now. And that's what it all comes down to, the odds, right? And they have to get it over in 16 games because they're losing to the Broncos in week one. Now, every once in a while, you'll uh, you'll channel, channel your inner Charles Barkley. You, my guy. You guaranteed mm-hmm. the USF Bulls over three and a half. Over three and a half wins. Double down on it. You have also stated that the class of the AAC, the Cincinnati Bearcats. College football playoff. Will go to the college football playoff. Yep. Okay, Sean, you have to pick one. Which team goes under their win total? Cincinnati 10 or USF three and a half? Well, there's no chance that USF's not winning four games this year. So, I mean, by default, I'd have to take Cincinnati. <laughs> Yeah, that's a no-brainer. All right. Yeah. There you go. Thought I thought it'd make you sweat a little bit more, but that was a no-brainer. No, there's no chance that U.S. I recruited most of these kids. Like, there's no chance they're not winning four games. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And if Kate Fortin can't play, who they named the starting quarterback, they've got some other guy sitting there. Another projection or okay. prediction you've got this year, Clemson will go... Nine and three. Nine and three. Yep. Notre Dame... 
who plays Cincinnati will go eight and four. Eight and four. Sean, you have to pick one. Notre Dame over eight and a half wins. Clemson over eleven and a half wins. You gotta pick one. Notre Dame. Clemson's not winning twelve games. These aren't difficult. <laughs> they are. All right. Like I'm, I'm, I'm ten, got, to, I'm ten got, toes down. My feet are in cement with the Clemson prediction. I got, I got. Uh, yeah, I think the Notre Dame one is just more to rile me up. But my eyes, my eye test. I, I trust my eyes. For the first time in forever, I didn't feel like Clemson was the most talented team in multiple games. Towards the end of last year, I just, I thought their overall team speed had diminished greatly. And I think that's going to rear its ugly head this year. I think the teams around them have gotten better. I'm a big fan of Tony Elliott, so I hope I'm wrong. My guy. What? I'm paid right. to be honest. I felt like the first one had you thinking. Not at all. The last two. All right. Clemson has no shot at winning 12 games. Zero. All right. Our final one. You have a Super Bowl ring from? Night. 2002. With? The Bucks. You bet on who tonight in baseball in, a, in Baltimore? The Rays. They're your Rays. My Rays, absolutely. Shareholder. John, you need to pick one. Who wins the championship? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, do they repeat? Or do the Tampa Bay Rays win the World Series? You have to pick one. This is easy, the Rays. This is a no-brainer. <laughs> Why is it a no-brainer? Your former team, because they, they won last year? Well, it's not that we won last year. It was the improbability of the road we conquered to get there. We went on the road for mm-hmm. three playoff games. That doesn't happen. You were underdogs in, in two of them. Two of them. You we were, were favored underdog, against Washington. Favored against Washington, underdog at New Orleans, underdog at Green Bay, and underdog, underdog in the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Right. That yep. doesn't happen that often. No. Yeah, so the likelihood of that repeating itself is not great. Now, in my heart, what do I want to happen? I want the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to repeat. Historically, when you look at the trophy and it lists every year and who won, very rarely is the same name on that trophy two years in a row. True, but the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's done it. Done it. He's done it. Now, let me ask you a question. I'm curious. I, I haven't asked you this before. Tampa Bay has brought back everyone. Yes. Is that good? Do you want a little bit of tweak? I know they won the they won the Super Bowl. They were so dominant in that Super Bowl. Is there any worry? Now, I feel like Tom's different, and I'm calling him on a first-name basis because he and I are boys. <laughs> Y'all buddies. Uh, <laughs> I feel like Brady's different. You know, he's, he's, he's the greatest of all time, so maybe it won't. But... Just bringing back everybody. Don't you want a little, some tweaking in there? I, I don't know. I, th- that's just like, there's a little bit of skeptic in me where, you know, Tampa Bay, everyone's betting them to win, go over their wins at 11 and a half, win the NFC South, win the NFC, repeat as champions. So I, I, is there is there any worry that everyone comes back and it's, and you mentioned about the preseason. Yeah, so, it's a, it's so there's, kinda... a, there's a duality in my answer because I'm going to talk two different reason, uh, types of reasoning. I love the fact that everyone came back because it 
rubber stamps the fact that the culture in right. Tampa has changed. Yeah. Guys took less money in some cases. Guys didn't even really explore other options in other cases because they love playing for Bruce, being a member of the Glazer run Tampa Bay Buccaneers living in the city of Tampa. So I love that part. From an on the grass standpoint, I thought we could have gotten better in a couple in a couple aspects. I won't name names because mm-hmm. it's not my job to point fingers or what kind of is. Yeah, but I don't want to because of my hometown <laughs> team. But there are two or three guys that we re-signed where I felt we would be a better team in 2021 if we went out and got hungry, more talented guys to fill those spots. I'll name the name Brady. Get rid of him. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, let's go Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> Get out of here, Brady. Could have upgraded. So it'll be interesting to see. The, the main thing, the talent is there, is the hunger. Is the commitment to doing all the things it takes still there. And you just won't know that until the season starts. Because everyone says it's there. You know, we won a championship. I know what it's like to play that next season and be the target of everyone and, you know, kind of get overconfident in some aspects, in some ways. And, you know, when you've seen a guy do it and then you're watching him in practice and you can see that the work ethic, the commitment to uh, having attention to every detail isn't quite there, you kind of, the first go around after winning it, say, I'm not going to worry about it because he'll be ready when the game comes. Right. But the margin for error in that league is so slim and so small because everybody has really good players. Except those teams in the NFC East, everyone else has really good players. <laughs> it's hard to repeat. <laughs> All right, I got one final one. All right, <laughs> NFC East is terrible. I'm more, telling. more likely to win a championship: the Pac-12 or the NFC East? Pac-12. <laughs> I mean, Washington was in the football playoff, and they like didn't five look, years ago. But they didn't look outmanned against Alabama in that game. If that, I think that's who they played. Yeah, they it? played them. Yeah, it, they didn't look out, man. I think they got shut out. I, but I was shocked. So, again, I go by the eye test. When Alabama played Notre Dame, and I think it was Miami. Well, oh, 2012? Yeah, oh, God, I mean, it awful. looked like varsity versus JV. It no, wasn't it, even close. You no, know, that game was uh, – I was up close to personal. That yeah. game was – Washington it, didn't look like a JV team to Alabama. So, in my mind, it's conceivable that – Okay, a couple years down the road, they have another group of juniors and seniors that have been in their program that are talented. They can make a run. NFC has NFC East has no shot. Just who you dig in your heels more on. Yeah. So I know and you know what's sad. You like the Pac-12 a little bit. That division is not just going to get a team in the playoffs. You're going to have a home playoff. Game. Yep, that's it's un- it's unbelievable. Then the rules. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for our show. Thanks to Derek Stevens. Thanks to Pamela Maldonado. Thanks to Jared Smith. Aaron Oster, our producer. For Sean King, I'm Tim Murray. We'll talk to you Monday right here on the Nightcap. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.